This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Episode of Top of the Morning is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Kelly Harmon, providing you with well-researched guidance backed by Edward Jones' extensive team and technology that help you prepare for retirement, children's education, or other financial goals. Call 252-473-1006 or visit the link on the screen. What's up? What's up? Top of the morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday. Hope you all enjoyed your weekend. Welcome to Top of the Morning. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I'm your host, Adul Ali. I got to give a big shout out to my twin brother, Raheem, architect Soto in the background, helping us do what we do. Make sure you join us tonight at 8 p.m. for the Urban Conservative Podcast. And if you're new to the platform and what we do here, you could jump on over to tuconservative.com. Get yourself a membership, grab one of those Hamilton plans that gives you access to our specially, wonderfully, and perfectly curated news feed. You also get access to special events in advance. You'll know when we're coming to your way and you get access to the TUC blog and you get to help support us in our mission to share conservative values and principles to urban communities across the country. You can get yourself a wonderful work privilege t-shirt. You can get yourself an urban conservative mug and or t-shirt or get yourself something else. But that is the way we keep the dice rolling when we're doing our thing. And you also have access to sponsor an episode. So if you would like to sponsor an episode like our good friend, Kelly Harmon or our good friend Paul Newton. You can do that by going to tuconservative.com. Support the platform. Let's help to keep spreading conservatism and conservative values across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a wonderful, fantastic, and amazing weekend. We had a great weekend around these parts. I got to give a big, big shout out to my homeboy, Doug Myron and my good friend Stefan Sharpless, a.k.a. President Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, for coming down to carry to support the Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina to perform the Douglass-Lincoln debates. It was an amazing event, 100% attendance, which is what we like to see. And again, we're going to be bringing that play throughout the state of North Carolina and throughout the country, I think. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I did want to give a big shout out to Doug and Stefan for their work. And I got to thank everybody, uh, Valerie and the whole team and Tansy and everybody from the Frederick Douglass Foundation for their hard work and helping put that event together. Great event. Uh, glad to be a part of it. Glad to organize it. And I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, one other update before we get into today's show, I got to tell you folks about as you, if you live in North Carolina, you may know that I have announced my intention to run for uh, vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party. And right now we are sitting at about 25 major endorsements, which we're going to be releasing here in the coming weeks. I just got to thank each and everybody that's reached out to support this endeavor to become your next vice chairman of the NCGOP. So uh, just stay tuned, folks. Uh, there's going to be more to come on that. I'm looking forward to appearing at a lot of these conventions. I've already got about 25 events lined up. So uh, really looking forward to it. 
now we're going to jump into our mugshot of the day. Uh, this is where you get to see what I'm sipping out of. And this is our standard run-of-the-mill TUC mug, which you can get one of by going to TUConservative.com. Let me get a sip of this because I got some cappuccino this morning. All right, so folks, to get right into it without further ado, we're going to start out talking about something that I think is uh, very important. All right, guys. So here's my thing, right? That is the first lady of our country in Africa. She's not in East Palestine, Ohio, where Donald Trump was at. She is in Africa, okay? She's in, in East Africa looking to deal with the drought in East Africa. Now, I'm not tripping on the fact that the lady is the first lady is in East Africa and got a close-up look yesterday at the historic East Africa drought as she walked along arid land and listen to some Maasai women describe how their children and livestock are going hungry. She appealed for more countries to join the United States to help alleviate the suffering. Some areas of the Horn of Africa have endured five consecutive failed rainy seasons, meaning there was no rainfall or an insufficient amount to help farmers with their crops and livestock. An upcoming sixth rainy season beginning on March 1st is expected to be about the same or worst. Uh, now, Biden, who was on the final day of a five-day visit to Africa toward an outreach center in the town operated by World Vision with support from UNICEF and the World Food Program. She chatted with people who had brought their children to be screened for malnutrition, and she participated in a discussion with a group of women, including a mother of 10 children, who shared their stories. Now, in stark contrast to that, you have this guy. Okay, in, in very stark contrast to that, you have this guy who's on the ground. All right. They're tripping on Donald Trump. Saturday Night Live is going after Donald Trump for going to East Palestine, Ohio, for buying everybody McDonald's, for showing up and showing out and for calling out the Biden administration's lack of action, for calling out Pete Buttigieg's lack of action. Now, on the McDonald's thing, right? On the McDonald's thing, I got to tell you something, yo. I got to tell you something. They faked it saying the people wasn't happy to see him. The people were very happy to see him. And I could play the, the, the McDonald's episode of Trump and McDonald's buying everybody food. But here's something you got to remember. Let's, let's talk. We're talking about the heart of America here. We're talking about Ohio. Brother to the left behind Donald Trump. My, our right, your le uh, his left. He eats McDonald's. And I'm sure he was glad to get McDonald's, okay? So Saturday Night Live, to say that people weren't happy to see Trump, that's just not too accurate. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is where the president ought to be right now. The president ought to be on the ground ensuring that the people in East Palestine, Ohio, have everything they need, all right? Now, I'm not tripping on the Maasai people. I'm not tripping on the Africans, but... I got to say something. I just, and, and y'all might judge me for saying this, but whose bright idea is it to stay in the middle of the jungle or in the middle of the Sahara or in the middle of the death? I get that that's your ancestral homeland. I get it. I understand. I'm totally with you. But here's the problem it ain't rained in six years, bro. It might be time to exit stage left, it might be time to go somewhere else. But for y'all to say that the people, in East Palestine, we're not happy to see Donald Trump. You're wrong. You know, Saturday Night Live, I, I don't, 
I haven't watched an episode. I would ask my brother. I can't even tell you the last time I thought Saturday Night Live was funny. Maybe when Will Ferrell was on there, I thought Saturday Night Live was funny. Maybe that far back, I thought Saturday Night Live was funny. But it's not funny anymore. It's just wokeism, woke comedy. I know sometimes they attack Joe Biden and they, they do that to put on, in my appearance, to feign the appearance that they're not actually just attacking conservatives. But we know what it is. We know how much of a crap show Saturday Night Live is. It's really not that funny. And I mean, you got the the, the train seals of an audience. Arr, 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 clap, 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 arr, 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 clap, 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 over every little thing. So it's not that funny. But I just thought we would look at the juxtaposition of this. When you have our country's first lady in Africa, okay? She's in Africa. She's not, she's not helping the people here. She ain't advocating for more faster relief for the people here. She's not advocating for relief for the people of East Palestine. She's advocating for the African folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back here on top of the morning. Y'all don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Episode of Top of the Morning is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Kelly Harmon, providing you with well-researched guidance backed by Edward Jones' extensive team and technology that help you prepare for retirement, children's education, or other financial goals. Call 252-473-1006 or visit the link on the screen. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I am your host, Adul Ali. Thanks so much for supporting The Urban Conservative. If you have not done so already, please go over to YouTube, hit our new channel up, look for us, T-U-C Twins. You can also check out The Urban Conservative Podcast every Monday night live, 8 p.m., or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts and you can't find us on a platform, hit us up, let us know so that we can get to where you Listen to your podcast. Now, this next story we're going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is a little little closer to North Carolina here. Uh, Y'all see this lady right here, right? I bet you nobody can tell me who that lady is right there. I bet bet you nobody knows who that lady is. Does anybody know who that lady is? Going once, going twice. That is the EPA officer. Hold on. Y'all got to look at my face. That is the EPA officer. I got I got I can't even keep my face straight when I read this. She she is the EPA officer of environmental justice and civil. Can somebody help me out? What is environmental justice? Have trees been treating black people wrong lately? Have your bushes been have your bushes been discriminating against you? <laughs> Are the fish not biting on your hooks just because you're black? Is that what? what the heck is environmental justice, somebody? Can somebody tell me what the EPA got to do with civil rights? Why does this administration continually assist, insist on doing things? It's ridiculous. This is absolutely nutty in my mind. So the Catawba College will be hosting Marianne Engelman Lado. Marianne Lingelman Lado, who is, uh, as I said, she is, whew, they're going to be hosting her in the Peeler Crystal Lounge at Robertson Community College Center. 
She joined the EPA as Deputy General Counsel of Environmental Initiatives. Why does this stuff sound like jobs somebody created to get their homegirl a job? Her talk is going to be centered on the new office. So this is something new. The new office of environmental justice and external civil rights recently formed within the EPA's advancing advice. This is her now advancing environmental justice and civil rights current efforts at the environmental protection agency. This event marks the launch, the launch of women's history month at Catawba. Engelman Lado focuses on, here we go, this is good. We're going to get to the job description. You ready, folks? Tell me if this sounds like something uh, legitimate. Uh, her job focuses on implementing the administration's commitment to equity. Ah, pow, I knew it wasn't going to take long. Commitment to equity, environmental justice, and civil enforced civil rights enforcement, and carrying out the agency's mission to protect public health and the environment. She previously directed an environmental justice clinic at Vermont Law School and served as lecturer at both the Yale University School of Public Health and the Yale School of Environment. So we're talking about a straight up and down intellectual, radical leftist intellectual. That is exactly what Catawba College is hosting. A radical leftist with some job that she got, I would, I am almost willing to bet if we dig hard enough, we're going to find that this lady gives tons of money to the Democrats. Why, what are y'all doing, Catawba College? Okay, what are y'all doing? Before teaching, she served as a senior staff attorney at Earth Justice. Game over, game up, that's it. Grand opening, grand closing. And as general counsel at the New York Lawyers for Public Interest, a nonprofit civil rights law firm. This lady ain't never did a work a lick of hard labor in her life. She began her legal career at the BOW, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. She recently served as co-chair of the Equity and Environmental Justice Working Group of Connecticut's Governor's Council on Climate Change. She holds a BA in government from Cornell, an MA in politics from Princeton, and a JD from the University of California at Berkeley. Okay? I'm just confused. Can anybody please tell me what in God's green earth environmental justice is? I have yet to figure out what on God's green earth we are talking about when somebody says environmental justice. I am completely and totally clueless. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Why don't you send her butt up there to help with the, the mess in Ohio? Since she's part of the EPA, why don't you send her intellectuals behind up there to deal with that? I have no idea what, like this idea that civil rights and the EPA should be, you know, am I saying that there is, is there, is there, are there racists still alive in our country? Sure, sure. There's some people who are like in their late 70s. <laughs> There's some people who still like were born in some of the most not, uh, I'd say backwater places in our country who hold to some stupid ideas about race. Sure. I, I, I just don't think there's a place and a space for something called environmental justice. The concept of it blows my mind. And I had a story here I was going to cover earlier uh, and just to point out to you that there are, I mean, there's actual idiots still out here on this racism kick. There's actual dummies like this guy. Okay. This idiot right here, this genius right here, he decides to call black coaches the N word and then turn around and say, well, I have anger issues. He is a former fast food manager 
who admitting to calling two black coaches the N-word and said his, quote, anger issues led to the racist outburst earlier this month. His name is Brett White, 22-year-old ex-Wendy's manager, was arrested for hurling racial slurs during a verbal argument with Dante Adams and Denzel Washington, who are both Woodstock Academy basketball coaches per WVIT. During a Tuesday court hearing, White confessed to saying the N-word but claims he's not a racist person. I just have bad anger issues, he said. I'm more of an a-hole than anything else. I'm not a racist person. I try not to be racist, White told the court. I should take better care of it, but from one instant led to another instant to another instant, and I shouldn't have used that word. On February 6th, Adams and Washington took their team to a Wendy's in Plainfield, Connecticut, following a game. White reportedly refused to serve the team, and when the coaches tried to talk to him about it, that's when he hurled expletives and racial slurs at them. So now... I'm going to, the only pickle, and I'm not defending this dude, I, I'm not, I'm just, I don't understand it. I, I just don't get it. Because now y'all want to get, I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I, I personally don't get it. I don't, I don't, everybody should be mad at this guy. But where's, where's all the madness in this? This is nuts. Okay. This is, this is absolutely nuts. And then to go back, so you have actual racist issues and then to, y'all are paying the EPA lady salary to go to Catawba College to pontificate about how the environmental justice, which nobody can clearly define. I cannot find a definition of environmental justice. I have never heard one person come out and say, the trees are racist. <laughs> the trees are racist. The fish are racist. You know, the rain is racist. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue the clouds because they didn't come over my house. This is the most ridiculous thing on the planet, ladies and gentlemen. You are checking out top of the morning, the best thirty minute morning show on the planet. When we come back on the other side of the commercial break, we're gonna talk about Paul Ryan and what he has to say, and we're gonna take a quick look at what's going on with your in North Carolina legislature. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back here on top of the morning. We'll be right back here on. Episode of Top of the Morning is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Kelly Harmon, providing you with well-researched guidance backed by Edward Jones' extensive team and technology that help you prepare for retirement, children's education, or other financial goals. Call 252-473-1006 or visit the link on the screen. Welcome back to Top of the Morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are checking out the best 30-minute morning show on the planet. I'm your host, Adul Ali. Thank you so much for being with us. As always, make sure you hook us up with a like, share, follow, subscribe. Just look us up to you, conservative or the urban conservative anywhere, social media, where you listen to podcasts. And remember, we are live tonight at 8 p.m. for the Urban Conservative Podcast. Uh, I have one last thing, uh, two things we're going to talk about real quick this morning. One of them is this guy. <laughs> Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan says he will not attend the RNC in 2024 if Donald Trump is the party's presidential nominee. He told WISN TV that he uh, that the convention being held in his home state didn't affect his decision. The ex-speaker has brought up Trump's standing with suburban voters and pushing for a new nominee. Uh, this uh, story is being reported says former House Speaker in a recent interview said he won't attend. 
if if the and it's going to be in Milwaukee, if Donald Trump earns the nomination, he represented a southeastern Wisconsin anchored congressional district from 1999 to 2019 and served as the speaker from 2015 to 2019 and worked with Trump to pass the Republican author tax cuts and job act in 2017. But since leaving office, Ryan has opposed Trump strongly and uh, does not want Trump returning to the Oval Office, having become convinced that the former president cannot win the presidency for the Republican Party in a general election. Now, while speaking with WISN TV in Milwaukee, Ryan said he would attend the convention if the GOP selected a new candidate to become the standard bearer for the party. And in his words, he says it depends on who the nominee is. I'll be there if it's someone not named Trump. Now, here's the thing. I don't think anybody gives a damn what Paul Ryan shows up or not. Like, who cares if Paul Ryan shows up? Like, do, do, I, I'm almost tempted to ask my brother, do you care if Paul Ryan shows up? Do y'all in the audience care if Paul Ryan shows up to the RNC? Like, does it matter? Uh, uh, Paul Ryan's not coming, so I might as well not even get my flight now because, you know, that was why I was going to travel all the way to Milwaukee was to go see Paul Ryan. Nobody cares, Mr. Ryan. Go back to Milwaukee and shut up. Your, your, your influence is done. Nobody's listening to what you have to say anymore. Nobody cares if you show up or not. All right? Do your thing behind the scenes, but to say, I'm not coming. It sounds so immature. I'm, I'm not coming if Trump is the nominee. I won't show up. Yeah, that's not called being a team player, bro. If the Republicans of this country elect Donald Trump to be our nominee for the presidency and you don't get behind it, there's that rhino. That's not how the game is played, folks. But again, I could care less what Paul Ryan thinks. I just thought it was interesting that he said he's not coming if Trump is the nominee. Now, here's the catch with that. If Trump is the nominee, I don't see anybody beating. I, I just, as we get closer through the to the primary, I just don't see anybody beating him. I just, I don't see anybody with the wherewithal, but we'll see. DeSantis might hop into that race. We shall see. And last but certainly not least, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to give you a rundown on what is happening with the General Assembly in North Carolina. We wanted to keep you all aware of what's happening. There are a couple of things that you may want to know about. One of them has to do with a lower blood alcohol content. Representatives are considering or reconsidering what it means to drive drunk in North Carolina. A bill proposed in the House would lower the legal blood alcohol concentration level when driving a car or a boat. The measure is supported by about half a dozen Republicans and it would make it against the law to get behind the wheel with a blood alcohol content of 0.05 or higher. Currently, the legal limit is less than 0.08. The proposal is off to a House Judiciary Committee where it will receive further consideration. There's also some state representatives look to make a change on congressional term limits. A House joint resolution wants to amend the United States Constitution to impose term limits on members of Congress. The legislation is being sponsored by House Speaker Tim Moore, and it's supported by about 30 other Republicans from across the state. It does not specify how many terms an elected official would have before forfeiting the position. While the bill does send a message, it is unlikely to have any meaningful impact on the national U.S. political scene. Now, the date is set for Roy Cooper's annual State of the State address. Lawmakers are inviting the governor to give his address on March 6th. 
Now, for those of you who don't know the ceremonial, uh, the ceremony is largely uh, ceremonial. It's The speech is largely ceremonial, but he cannot give the speech without an official invitation from a combined committee of senators and representatives. There's also a bipartisan bill in the North Carolina House that would require the Department of Veterans and Military Affairs to step up maintenance at North Carolina veteran cemeteries. North Carolina has four veteran cemeteries across the state. They are located in the Black Mountain, Jacksonville, Spring Lake, and Goldsboro. Now, this action looks to ensure each location is staffed to keep the cemeteries in a condition that honors veterans. That includes installing delayed headstones, fixing damaged grave markers, and improving the overall appearance at each site. And I'm only going to quib on that to say we definitely need to honor those that in most cases, in some cases, gave the ultimate price, paid the ultimate price for our country. Uh, another bill, a bipartisan group of house of, uh, from the House uh, from across the state are working to back Fayetteville Dogwood Festival as North Carolina's official Dogwood Festival. The House bill boasts the event's annual success, including more than $8 million in economic impact and regular accolades as a reason to make Fayetteville's festival the official gathering for the state. Now, the Dogwood Festival has been held for more than 40 years. The three or four day event at the end of April each year honors native North Carolinian tree. The bloom from the flower uh, dogwood is the state's official flower. And uh, one last thing, I mean, for you, for those who are into the hunting thing and the elk thing, a North Carolina county is vying to become the state's elk capital. If a bill in the state house were to pass, Haywood County, west of Asheville, would take on the title. Representatives say the county's elk population has grown to over 200 and plays a large role in the tourism campaign for the area. So that is a, a quick update on what's happening in the North Carolina legislature. Some things that are circling around that you may or may not care about. I don't know if you want to watch the elk thing, but uh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out Top of the Morning, the number one morning show on the planet. My name is Adul Ali. We'll see y'all tonight for the Urban Conservative Podcast at 8 p.m. Y'all have a positive, productive day. We'll see you later. Peace.